Welcome back, Hooked on Sports listeners. It is another week of Hooked on Sports here on Apple and Spotify. As usual, my name is John Flynn, and thank you so very much for listening in once again for uh, for another week of of hard hitting sports conversation. And we have a lot, a lot to unpack this week. Oh boy. One of my favorite days of the of the NFL uh, of the sports calendar is the is the day the NFL schedule is released and now we know the primetime games, we know when everybody's playing when and where uh, the the special games. So we're going to get all it, it all that. We're going to get into that in a, in a couple of minutes, but I also uh, I also plan to uh, t- uh, talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs. We have pretty much all of these uh, of the matchups set. We're going to have to wait for a couple of other matchups um, it, c- concerning the division. But three three of the uh, three of the uh, of the teams have their playoff uh, matchup set, and I, uh, we're going to be I'm going to be picking uh, m- making my predictions on that. We're coming to the end of the season. At the end of the regular season in the NBA, so that means games with playoff implications, teams making the playoffs. The Knicks, the Knicks just made the playoffs. Um, uh, uh, they they clinched a playoff spot last night. So uh, with with Boston's loss to Cleveland, so I I can't wait to watch the Knicks in the postseason. I can't wait. Uh, to dive into all the different scenarios with the NBA, but first, we have so many angles to uh, to uh, cover in terms of the NFL releasing their schedule. So, without any further ado, guys, let's get right to it. The coronavirus took its toll on human life in 2020, but just because 2020 is over and that a vaccine has been approved for emergency use doesn't mean that the threat of COVID-19 is gone. Please remember to wear your masks and maintain a six-foot physical distance from others while you can. And if you're sick, don't go to work or school. You can mask up and you can save lives. But we must also add to that previous announcement that anybody over the age of 16 can now get vaccinated against this deadly virus. It is up to us to stop this pandemic. Let's get vaccinated so we can get back to doing the things we love. Alrighty, so in one of the most highly anticipated schedule release days in the NFL ever, we we, we have 272 games um, scheduled, the times, the uh, the opponents, everything ha- has been in mind uh, for us. But so a lot of questions that people had about the schedule were answered, and and it all starts to me. The first thing that st- sticks out to me is is who the, the who the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to open the season with, and the the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to host the Dallas Cowboys in. Week number one of the NFL season, opening night, Thursday, September the 9th, and that's going to be a fantastic, fantastic game, and you you, you know, uh, if you know me as a person, you, you know my, my takes on the Dallas Cowboys. 
the those takes have kind of shifted in the course of an offseason. I really think the Dallas Cowboys have a realistic chance of taking of taking down the Buccaneers on uh, on opening night. The uh, C- Cowboys have the have the whole cast of characters on offense coming back with Dak uh, coming back. Z- Zeke should be a hundred percent. Amari Cooper, uh, Ceedee Lamb, whatever. Uh, the, I thought the Cowboys improved on defense uh, during during the offseason. I really like their approach late in the draft. I think Dan Quinn uh, is is going to make a lot of good things happen for that defense. So I I I could not have uh, thought of a better matchup uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, to to defend uh, to start their title defense than, than play. Um, the Cowboys and and I I think that's the most realistic matchup when you look at it in terms of a, of of a ratings bonanza. The Dallas Cowboys opening up the season on on, on prime time. I think that that that's gonna g- generate a lot of buzz. It's, uh, we, there are so many Cowboys fans across the country and frankly around the world that'll be uh, tuned in uh, with anticipation of this game. De- uh, the the Cowboys going up against Tom Brady. That and and the and the entire cast that that won a championship last year, so that's going to be a significant amount of fun. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are loaded on the primetime schedule. We're gonna get into the most anticipated matchup in a little bit, but other other things that. Three of the four games the Bucks are playing against the NFC East are primetime games that they play at Philadelphia in Week Six on Thursday Night Football. The Eagles only have a couple two primetime games the entire season, which which is a stark contrast to two years past. But uh, they have a game a Monday Night game in Dallas and then this Thursday Night game in Week Six against uh, against Tampa. So they are one of the two Monday night games the Giants will play in. The Giants are, are away in Kansas City week eight. They are uh, they are away at Tampa week eleven, and of course uh, the 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 matchups are uh, the Giants against Tom Brady and Daniel Jones against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. T- uh, uh, the game where uh, where he made his first NFL start and. Picked up his first career victory. That's going to be a lot of fun. Then a, a late night, a late season Sunday night clash with the New Orleans Saints, and who knows who the quarterback is going to be. But we finally have our date set f- for the most anticipated game of the season: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to New England to take on the Patriots and Bill Belichick in Week Four, and. Uh, one of my, one of my friends uh, told me that there there are tickets that that are starting uh, that game. Remind you, starting that game for fourteen thousand dollars. I mean, I mean, I mean, I that that headline does not uh, that point does not surprise me. Uh, but, but what I am going to be uh, interested in is to see how much far or how much higher up the. The tickets of that game go. So, uh, obviously, the Tom Brady, every greatest quarterback in the history of the of the NFL. I think that I think that's become less and less disputed um, as he continues to pick up accolades. 
Bill Belichick, the single greatest NFL head coach ever. And and those two together uh, compiled the single greatest dynasty in the history of uh, uh, of the NFL, at least uh, for uh, for all intents and purposes. So there's going to be a lot of anticipation for this game. Uh, the Patriots uh, are they? I thought the Patriots got a lot better during the offseason on both sides of the football. They they drafted Mac Jones, uh, Tom Brady going up against Mac Jones, uh, who who is the next franchise quarterback for the Patriots, and uh, and and who knows what's going to happen uh, on, on that front? Maybe Tom Brady going up against uh, against Cam Newton. I think that that there's there's going to be a lot of headlines and a lot of anticipation leading up to that game, but but. but but I I want to segue this into the rest of the Sunday night football schedule, and there are so many games that 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 stood out to me for for, for the Sunday night games, and and in, in terms of the prime time schedules, I think the third I didn't see many highlights on the Thursday night schedule. I did not see m- many highlights on the Monday night schedule, but when you look at it from a Sunday night football perspective, and at, uh, 20 years ago, it, it, be, it was basically the Monday night game, which uh, which was the anticipated uh, game of the of the week. Uh, so, but now, of course, it's Sunday for all intents and purposes. So, the, the, there are a lot of games that that, that I, I that really stood out to me. Of course, the Sunday night football game, week one, the. Bears and the Rams. I think that's going to be a fantastic game. Baltimore will host Kansas City in Week Two. That's going to be a fantastic game. Lamar Jackson against Patrick Mahomes. Well, we we know how anticipated that matchup was last year. We'll, we're going to see if that becomes the Orlando Brown revenge game. Week. Five. I lo- I love this matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Buffalo Bills at Owlhead on Sunday Night Football in Week Five. I like the Indianapolis Colts going up against the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football in Week Seven. The 49ers have three Sunday Night Football games. That they're one of a handful of uh, uh, teams that that has that distinction. Um. I I also like Week Nine, the Tennessee Titans going up against the L.A. Rams. I think that's going to be a fun game. Derrick Henry uh, tr- trying uh, trying to run through Aaron Donald. I think that's going to be a sensational game. I I also like the Browns and the Ravens Week Twelve Sunday Night Football at, at in Baltimore. I think that's going to be a a terrific game. And how about the last five weeks of the, of the regular season, 13 through 17? I'm leaving out week 18. All of the last five weeks of scheduled Sunday night football games, and it's going to be six because all the games in uh, in week 18 are in division. The last six games of Sunday night football, and again, this is subject to change because of flexing. They're all divisional games. San Francisco going up against Seattle. The Bears playing the Packers in Lambeau. The Saints and the Bucks, as I mentioned earlier. 
I also like that the Washington football team is getting a little bit of love here. The Washington will take on Dallas in in Week 16, the Vikings and the Packers in Week 17, and then whatever game 272 is going to be, that'll be the Sunday night game in Week 18. I I want to piggyback on something because the 49ers are a team that has three Sunday night games. They play Seattle, Indianapolis, and then Green Bay in Week 3. Green Bay has three scheduled Sunday night football games. So I, I I think the mood when you look at it from a, 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 an NFL scheduling perspective seems to be generally positive uh, about about the chances of Aaron Rodgers staying with the Green Bay Packers. Of course, the biggest story in all sports the last couple of weeks is the Aaron Rodgers saga and. I would say more likely than not that the Packers have no choice but to trade him because you don't want your QB1 um, not showing up for training camp because that would be an unmitigated dumpster fire. And, you know, a dumpster fire when when blood on your hands, Brian Goodenkust trades up to draft Jordan Love, a project quarterback. Yet, you know... And you know he's not, and you the Packers fans know in their heart that it's not, it's not going to work out that way. So the Sunday night football schedule, I think, is fantastic. I also want to get into a couple of Monday night football games because I, I know I I mentioned briefly about the Monday night games, and and I think they they are kind of underwhelming. But I, I'm going to give you a couple of games uh, to, to watch out for. Week 10, Monday Night Football, the L.A. Rams going up against the San Francisco 49ers on, on, on ESPN's Monday Night Football. I, I, that, that's a great matchup to me. And I, I, I think the it, you can argue... And it's going to be very difficult for, for me to, uh, to to difficult the, the West because I think the NFC West is going to be the best division in the NFL when you look at the Rams, the Cardinals, even the Seattle Seahawks with all the turmoil they they went through in, in, in the offseason with Russell Wilson trade rumors. I still think they're going to be uh, ready to go. But I think the Rams and the 49ers, and the 49ers are starting, are, are going to have a rookie quarterback in, in, in Week 10 with Trey Lance. I think that's going to be a sensational football game. I, I, I think both of these teams uh, uh, are more than capable of going to the playoffs. And the, the NFC is going to be wildly competitive, and I think it starts and ends with, with the NFC West. There are two, and there are there are a, a couple of games uh, that are in division. The Rams taking on the 49ers in Week Ten. The Rams taking on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals four weeks later in Week Fourteen at in Arizona. I think that's going to be a, a be a show. One other game I'm going to highlight uh, is. The New England Patriots taking on the Buffalo Bills um, in lovely western New York in week 13. I, I think that's going to be one of the games that decides the division. I think Buffalo should be able to take care of business in in that game. 
So, I uh, overall, I think that the uh, the uh, entire uh, the schedule is more uh, uh, more underwhelming because I thought the uh, the, the Monday night games last year in terms uh, I I and I I figured this out right away. I thought they were going to be tremendous. I thought they were going to be competitive. I thought that that they they featured the best of the rest and. Oh, what 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 better than the Baltimore Cleveland game in, in in week fourteen? I thought that was the single best game of the season, bar none. So I am so I so, but the the, the other matchups uh, don't distinguish me. Obviously, I talked about the Giants, and they uh, they have to uh, they have to play both Super Bowl participants from. Three months ago, on the road in prime time, I just think that's going to be a disaster for Joe Judge, Daniel Jones, and the New York Football Giants. So, and that that's going to be um, an, an intriguing, uh, intriguing storylines. I also want to get into some th- some Thursday night football games. So, uh, the Falcons only play one prime time game, and that's. The Thursday night game, week eleven, against the Patriots, and uh, that I'm shocked the Falcons only have one primetime game all season. But when when you look at the buzz, when you look at the anticipation, when you look at the intrigue, but when you look at the Falcons, I, I think a, a, a game against the Patriots it makes a whole lot of sense for reasons Falcons fans don't want to talk about. Other games of note that 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 stood out to me for the Thursday night slate. I I I like the Chiefs going up against the Chargers week fifteen in in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. I think that's going to be a game full of of playoff implications. But I I also think I also do like week. Five, the Rams playing the Seahawks in Seattle. That game is going to be competitive and fantastic to watch. But one matchup I do think wonder, uh, do wonder aloud, uh, will it, uh, it, whether or not it, it'll be relevant, is the Week Seven game, which is October twenty-first between the host Cleveland Browns and the visiting Denver Broncos. It's going to be a, get a lot of juice if Aaron Rodgers gets traded to to the Denver Broncos, and if if there is a team that I think that makes uh, more sense for the Aaron Rodgers to get traded to, uh, when, when you look at at the team situation, when you look at the quarterback situation, I think the Denver Broncos make make the most sense uh, when you, when you look at it for. Uh, potentially winning the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers next year, so that's a matchup that I think will will explode in intrigue if the Broncos are able to trade for Aaron Rodgers. And you know, I I think George Patton has had a very good off season, and I I really like the hire. I think he's had a good off season. So I want to uh, n- now now turn my attention now to the the games I circled. For uh, for um, for um, for CBS and Fox games, and I think CBS got a blessing with with, with these matchups. And 
the, and Tracy Wolfson tweeted that uh, tweeted that that she will be assigned with Jim Nance and Tony Romo to the Browns versus Chiefs at Owlhead in Week Number One, and I think that's that that that's a fantastic game, and 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 who remembers Chad Henney bailing out the Chiefs at the end of that game after Patrick Mahomes went down to injury. I, I think the Browns and Chiefs are, are two of the are, are the five teams in the AFC that I I that I think have a legitimate chance of going to the Super Bowl. The other teams uh, I have the Brown the Indianapolis Colts, the Buffalo Bills, and the Baltimore Ravens. So the matchups against those five teams I think are going to be fantastic. And how about the Chiefs to start the season, right? Uh, the Chiefs play the Browns, and they play the Ravens. That the uh, back-to-back weeks uh, with 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 mostly national television audiences, and and then the, the Chiefs have have the Bills a few weeks later. So it's going to be so so much fun. That then they they they, they play the Chargers then. They play the Washington football team. I think Patrick Mahomes going up against that defensive line. That's going to be a lot of fun. But how about that? How about the, But we're going to get into a game. Uh, get to Fox's schedule in a little bit. But other games that stood out to me. Uh, week 2. The Chargers hosting the Cowboys. Uh, the, the Cowboys will have extended rest for that game. Because they played in Tampa week 1. But I think that game is uh, uh, that game could could, could spell thirty eight thirty five written all over it, and I, w- I wouldn't bat an eye if the Chargers win that game. I also th- saw two games that I really liked in Week Six: um, the Chargers taking on the Ravens in Week Six. That's a one o'clock game, and then Dallas and New England. Uh, in the 4:25 slot on CBS, and and that's going to be a a, a uh, most likely a Jim Nance will call that game for CBS. I also like the 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 Steelers and the Ravens uh, playing uh, against each other at Heinz Field in Week 13, and then the Buccaneers host the Buffalo Bills in Week 14. I think that's going to be a fantastic game, and 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 that the, the, both these teams were Final Four teams last year. When, when you look at it from an AFC, uh, AFC per, uh, from a uh, from a last year's playoffs uh, perspective, uh, the other two teams uh, they, they face off against each other in Week Nine on Fox, and I want to get into, into some of the guys the uh, games that stood out to me on Fox's schedule. The Packers and the Chiefs, Week Nine. That that's going to be a must-watch TV if Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, uh, Mahomes are healthy and available. And, and and that that was a Super Bowl matchup. I think we were kind of robbed of because you know the pa- the Packers uh, botched the draft process and and Matt Lafleur botched the end of the NFC Championship game and the defense botched the last 15 seconds of the first half of the NFC Championship game. So, so that 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 that's a matchup uh, we we deserve or uh, deserve to watch, and, and and who knows where the Packers are going to go with their quarterback situation in 
2021. So that that's the first game that stood out to me. Other games uh, that I circled uh, uh, for the NFL on Fox. The week three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to LA to take on the Rams. It's a 4:25 game. I wouldn't bat an eye if this was the NFC Championship game. I I, I think uh, there are a lot of uh, teams that, that have cases um, to, to go deep into the playoffs. But I think Matthew Stafford again. Well, we 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 uh, Matt Stafford has been so far underfetched. In the radar perspective, in uh, throughout his entire career, because he played, he he played for the rebuilding since 1957 Detroit Lions. That that they they didn't know which way was up and which way was forward. So, I I think Matthew Stafford ma- makes the Rams a Super Bowl contender, and I, I I think these are the two best teams in the NFC going into the season. The, the Rams lost a couple of pieces on their defense, and they and they lost their. And lost a fantastic coach to the uh, in-city rival Chargers, but I I think when you look at Aaron Donald trying to go after Tom Brady, I think that's going to be a sensational matchup in Week Three. Um, and I wouldn't bat an eye if these two teams met in in January. I also we're going to stay in LA in the SoFi Stadium, the Matthew Stafford revenge game. Is scheduled for Week Seven. I, I, I that that's going to be a, a, a great game. I think that's going to be a, a lot of buzz and anticipation for that game. The Bucks and the Saints uh, meet up at four twenty-five Week Eight. The the Cowboys will take on the Chiefs in Week Eleven. That's going to be a fantastic game with. So, with you, you, two of the best offensive teams in the NFL when healthy, so I, I want to see uh, I, I want to uh, see that happen with Dak Prescott taking on Patrick Mahomes and and and, and I, I wonder what the conversations are going to be like in the media if the uh, if the Patrick Mahomes extension forced the Cowboys' hand to extend Dak Prescott and that that that's how I believe it went. With the Dallas Cowboys, I I I didn't like the process of the uh, of the Cowboys and their Dak Prescott situation for a couple of years, but I, I the, the the Cowboys ha- had a plan in place. I wasn't sure if the Cowboys were going to follow my prescribed plan. They 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 they, they finally did, and I I finally think the the Cowboys are a team that you you have you have to think of as a problem in, in the playoffs. So. A lot of buzz with with the Cowboys. A, a late season matchup uh, that that I don't want to go unnoticed. The Rams take on the Ravens week seventeen on uh, on Fox. I I that's a game that that I know people are going to be circling at because Lamar Jackson going up against Wonderboy Sean McVay, and and, and I love this ma- matchup too because I think these are. So two of the top seven. If if I was to give a power rankings of the top seven teams in in the NFL, both of these teams would be on that list, and it would be AFC heavy, of course, uh, because I I think there are there's a tier with the Tampa and LA. But by but the, the 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 fact that I'm stressing the Rams, I think that that tells you a lot about. How I think the Rams are going to play this season. How I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to play this season. 
I talked about Baltimore a couple of times when you when you look at their uh, when you look at their um, uh, uh, AFC rivals and and of, of course the game against the Rams, which is possible because of the 17 game rule. And I also want to clarify something. So, so the 17 games are of uh, the, the six games against your division, two two games against each of the three teams in your own division. Four games against a against another division in a in in a, in a in a prescribed cycle. So that brings you to ten. Another cycle of of four games, uh, a, 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 a where you play all the teams from an opposing uh, conference's division, um, in four games. That brings you up to fourteen. Then two games against the same place finish uh, against uh, against teams that finish in the same place as as you in the in the conference, and then the last game uh, which was added because of the seventeen games, is is a same place finisher against uh, against an um a team from an uh, against an opposing conference in the uh in the um based on the previous year's standing. So, both the Ravens and the Rams finished in second place in their in their respective divisions last year, and that's why the, um, that that matchup is, is possible. So, I can't wait to watch the Rams this season. I can't wait to watch the Bucks, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Bills. So... I I want to I, I those are, the, are the, the the teams that I'm looking at when you for the Super Bowl matchups. I also want to get into some holiday games. So the thank the Thanksgiving games. The the Lions will host the Bears. The Cowboys will host the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Saints will host the Buffalo Bills. That I'm I'm looking forward to how how the Saints are going to play uh, against Buffalo. And then, since Christmas falls on a Saturday, there are going to be two games on Christmas Day. The Packers hosting the Cleveland Browns, and the Colts hosting the Cardinals. Uh, Excuse me, it's the Cardinals hosting the Indianapolis Colts on Christmas Day evening. So, that's going to be a lot of fun. I, I, I pointed out four matchups between rookie quarterbacks. Uh, the the first one on my mind is is Trevor Lawrence taking on Zach Wilson at MetLife Stadium Week 16. They are the top two picks in in this year's draft. Uh, other matchups between rookie quarterbacks: the Bears and Justin Fields will, will will take on Trey Lance and the 49ers. That's a Week 8 game, a one o'clock game. Uh, the the Jets and the Patriots will, will face off against one another in. In week week two in the in the schedule, and uh, and the the Jets will take on the Patriots again in in Foxborough in week number week number um week number seven. That's a one o'clock game on October the twenty fourth, coming off the Jets bye week. So the, the there are so many uh, things to look forward to in the NFL season. Now we know the. Of uh, opponents uh, and, uh, and the, the opponents, so I, 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 and you, you know, it's going to happen again this year. It's going to be uh, the the podcast will go biweekly during the NFL season, as it did last season. I'm going to make my picks against the spread every week, every Wednesday, 
So I I can't wait for all the games. So yeah, you 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 tell me. Um, you you can tweet at me at John Flynn ninety seven. You can in DM me on Instagram at hooked underscore on sports or at Jay Flizzy. What are the games that that you're most looking forward to watching in, in the NFL season? What games are you most looking forward to this NFL season? And uh, and there's so so much uh, to look forward to. I also want to uh, to go over some uh, some highlights for, for other teams as well that I never really talked about. How about the schedule for the Pittsburgh Steelers and? That the, if if you look at the Steelers' schedule, the the last so you know the last six weeks of the season, they take on the Ravens. They play at Minnesota on short rest, and then now about the last four weeks of the season, they take on the Tennessee Titans. They take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. They take on the Browns, and they play at Baltimore to end the season. I mean, that last four weeks is. Brutal. The last four weeks of the Steelers' schedule is insanely brutal, and and, and it's no surprise to, uh, to me because because uh, the Steelers have the hardest schedule in the NFL when you look at the 2020 strength of schedule. And reminder that strength of schedule f- 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 based on records from last year is irrelevant because some teams got better, some teams got worse. So it's going to be a fascinating tale uh, of how the Steelers are going to go. I also want to look at at the Giants' schedule, and this the the the, the Giants' schedule is one that I haven't really talked about yet. But the the Giants open up the season against the Denver Broncos, uh, a four twenty five game on Fox. Then then they play at Washington Week Two. But but then the, the, this this stretch uh, for in from uh, for October and November I I think it's going to be difficult. Then after they play Atlanta week three at, at MetLife, they are at New Orleans, they are at Dallas, they are home against the Rams in week six. That's not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. Then they play the Panthers in week seven and. That that's going to be a game that that's going to have a lot of buzz in 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 giant circles because they almost hired Matt Rule until they didn't, and Matt Rule is now the coach of the Panthers, and Matt Rule wanted to coach the Giants, but uh, uh but uh, but Dave Gettleman scared uh, scared him away. They hired Joe Judge instead, and and Joe Brady, the fantastic offensive coordinator. Imagine what the Giants would have been if they hired Matt Rule. Matt, but. But you got to give Joe Judge a lot of credit there. Then, the, then I mentioned the the games against Kansas City, the Raiders in week week nine, and the bye week, and then uh, th- th- then they play at, at Tampa. Then the games against the Eagles aren't going to take place until week until uh, week twelve. When, and there are a lot of headlines there about the Eagles tanking and then trading up to to, to steal the uh, steal Devontae Smith away from New York. So that that's going to be a lot of fun. Then, uh, then a lot of games uh, games against the division as usual to round round out the NFL season. So that that that's something I really wanted uh, wanted to get off my chest when you look at it from the New York Football Giants. So I so I can't wait for the 2021 NFL season. 
Alrighty, in the NHL and in the NBA, the the seasons are winding down. We are we we know a lot of the playoff teams, and we actually know all sixteen playoff teams in in the National Hockey League in terms of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We just have to figure out the seedings in the West Divisional playoffs, but. With all of that being said, we we have six of the eight first round matchups set, and so I'm going to make my picks and predictions for for each of the of the first round series. The first the the first game of the Stanley Cup playoffs will take place on Saturday night at. 7:15 on NBC. It is the game one of the series between the Washington Capitals and the Boston Bruins. And I, I, I said all year that I think Washington was was the best team in the division. That, that even though Boston's goal differential is a little bit higher than 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 um than Washington's. Uh, but I, I still think Washington w- w- has been sensational all season. I, I thought for for so long they 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 were uh, that they were the team that I thought was going to come out of that division and and and, and go deep into the playoffs. But but Boston has has a case as well. I thought Boston played remarkably well d- down down the stretch with all of the uh, with uh, with all the issues they had to deal with with injuries and COVID. I thought Boston had a phenomenal season uh, as well, uh, g- given the circumstances. But I'm going to take the Washington Capitals to win the series in seven games. I think uh, uh, you you can argue, right, that there are there are like. 10, 11 teams that you can say uh, absolutely can win the Stanley Cup. I think four of them are in the East Division, and and they all uh, two of them will be knocked out after round one. So I'm going to take the Capitals because I I, I just think or uh, uh, having Ovechkin, Backstrom, and uh, 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 Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, and even Tom Wilson, and you can argue or uh, argue that uh, about Tom Wilson, but so, and and the and the arguments of, uh, about about that bad head on Panarin last week. But I still think the Washington Capitals are going to take care of business and win the series in seven games. The other matchup is between the top-seeded Pittsburgh Penguins and the fourth-seeded New York Islanders, and. I, I I think th- th- this is kind of a tricky one. This is kind of tempting to pick the Islanders because because of their uh, of their postseason success against uh, against Pittsburgh la- last time and and the Islanders' postseason success uh, relative to talent uh, a talent collection the last two seasons. But I just think this this is going to be Pittsburgh's time to shine. That I I, I thought the Islanders did well at the deadline. I thought the Islanders uh, uh they they did well though, uh, and I I thought all season. Unfortunately, they were the fourth best team in the division. That obviously they had this they had some Stanley Cup aspirations when they acquired Travis Sajak and Kyle Palmieri, but. No, uh, but that that trade isn't working out so well right now for the Islanders. So give me the uh, give me the Pittsburgh Penguins to take down the New York Islanders in six games. Moving on to the North Division, which is the uh, which is the entire which which is all of Canada. Uh, 
and we, we, we have the matchup set there. We, we have the Toronto Maple Leafs going up against the Montreal Canadiens. We also have the Edmonton Oilers going up against the Winnipeg Jets. So we're going to start with Toronto and Montreal. And I, I've, I've had some issues with Toronto also all season, but I, I, you, you can, you can legitimately argue that the Montreal Canadiens are going to be the worst team of the bunch when you look at it among the 16 teams. I just think the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to roll and steamroll over the Montreal Canadiens in five games. The other matchup I'm looking at, the uh, the, uh, the Edmonton Oilers against the Winnipeg Jets. And yeah, you, you, you look at, 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 at the Winnipeg Jets and Leo Drotsol and I'm, I'm, how can we not forget about Connor McDavid? Connor McDavid scored 100 points this season in a in a in a pandemic shortened season. Think about that. Think about that for a second. The Connor McDavid is unequivocally the single best player in the National Hockey League. I I, I think there there are some arguments out out there with with um Nathan McKinnon. You can you you can think about with uh, with Crosby of Edgekin and company. But, but Connor McDavid is the is the be, is the best, and I don't think it's particularly close. And I I, I want and and not be not just because I picked Edmonton a preseason to win the Stanley Cup, and I and that was a a controversial pick at the time. But I I, I just want to see Connor McDavid uh, thrive and and be and be showcased in in the playoffs. So I I can't wait for that matchup. I'm going to take. The Edmonton Oilers to win win the series in six games, setting up an epic showdown between the Maple Leafs and the Canadians, and and, and all and all the Maple Leafs truthers out there will will see the team's true colors. I believe in round in the second round, in the Central Division, uh, I would, the, the the field is set there because their regular season is complete. The Carolina Hurricanes wind up being the one seed. Florida is the two, Tampa Bay is the three, and Nashville squeaks in as number four. So I'm going to begin with Carolina and Nashville, and Carolina is a team uh, that that's been on my radar for the the, la- the last two or three seasons because I, I think they are a, a young but talented, speedy team. I think they uh, they are a very good defensive team. And and I I think at Nashville they were in the Stanley Cup Finals a few years ago, but so much roster turnover has happened since then. So uh, with with that in mind, I'll take the Carolina Hurricanes, take care of business, and take down the Predators. I have Carolina in five. The Panthers and the Lightning. I I think this is the single most uh, the single toughest uh, first round series to pick because. Florida is a team, a, a team on the rise, and 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 they're well coached. The Tampa Bay Lightning uh, coming off uh, their Stanley Cup, where they rolled over everybody. But I I wouldn't be surprised though if Tampa tur- turns it on. Braden Point has been uh, has been fantastic for for the Tampa Bay Lightning in. Uh, when when you look at the the, the leaderboards and, and its contributions to the team and and and, and I think they're going to beat the um I I think they're going to wind up beating the the um 
the, the Florida Panthers here in, in six games. F- Florida has had some excellent goaltending with uh, with 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 Bobrowski and company, but I I just think in the end I I think Florida has been solid. Uh, they've they've been solid. They've been they've been a very solid team all year, but. I I just think the uh, the the Lightning have the experience needed to uh, to win these types of playoff series. So uh, there is still some determination to, uh, to take place in in the West. We, we, the, the, we know that the St. Louis Blues are going to be the four seed in the West. They 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 barely got uh, got in with sixty one points. But but we know that Vegas is going to finish either one or two along with Colorado. But Vegas clinched the Jennings Trophy earlier tonight. Um, actually, last night um, for fewest goals allowed in the season. And their duo of Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard have been sensational all season long. It's going to be a matter of seeding, but... I, I just don't know how uh, Vegas and Colorado are aren't the isn't the matchup in, in round in the second round of the playoffs. So, but th- those two teams have just been dominant uh, in any stretch of the imagination. So I'll I'll take v- Vegas to uh, to beat either either Minnesota or St. Louis, whoever they the play, or. Colorado to beat uh, Minnesota or St. Louis, whoever they play, and then setting up an epic showdown in round number two to represent the West Division in the Stanley Cup semifinals. So this is going to be a lot of fun. That it's uh, it's going to be an interesting Stanley Cup playoffs this time around. It's also the last one where most much of the coverage will be on NBC. So now I want to turn my attention to. Than uh, to the NBA, so in the East we know the six teams that that, that advanced to the um to uh, to the first round of the playoffs. They they don't need to play in, in the play-in tournament. So we we know right now, as it stands right now, that Philadelphia is currently the one seed. They are. A game and a half ahead of Brooklyn. Brooklyn's a game and a half of Milwaukee, and and Brooklyn got James Harden back last night, and they pummeled the San Antonio Spurs um, uh, uh, last night. The uh, and then the then 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 the race for the four seed is interesting, but. Atlanta clinched a playoff spot with a win last night. Miami clinched a playoff spot by beating the Celtics on Tuesday night. And how about my New York Knicks? The Knicks are in the playoffs! This is amazing! The Knicks! How about the Knicks with Tom Thibodeau and company making the playoffs? A statement victory on Sunday against Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and the Clippers tells you uh, of, of what what they needed to punch their ticket into the playoffs. The the Knicks schedule uh, the rest of the way. They they play the rest of their games at the Garden. They play San Antonio. They play Charlotte. They play Boston. And, and I think the Knicks should be able to take care of business in all three of those games. It won't be easy, but I still think the Knicks are going to win out and finish with forty one wins. And I mean, I never 
in a, never in a million years imagined that the Knicks would win 41 games, let alone in a pandemic-shortened season. So, fantastic job by the Knicks. But they, they the, the Knicks are two and nine in games decided by one possession or fewer. That that's a number that bothers me and should bother Knicks fans because the, the Knicks have played so well all season. They've they've had so many opportunities to win or win win close games, uh, but so but uh, but they they lost on Tuesday night to the Lakers. A, a loss that really bothered me when you look at when you look at it from a Knicks perspective. But let's shift gears to the West right now. The the Lakers right now, they are a problem for the rest of the conference. And they they were they played without LeBron James on Tuesday night. And that the, the, there are so so many layers that 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 go into uh, in, into it for the the Lakers' perspective, because uh, 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 trying to get LeBron James, trying to get Anthony Davis ready and available, and ready to rock and roll in time for the NBA playoffs. So th- there is there is a lot uh, to uncover here for uh, from from Lakers perspective. But if they do, if they do get past the uh, the, the playing tournament and and, and and I do think I do think there is a realistic chance that they they do get past the playoffs. I mean they they have a matchup with the Golden State Warriors potentially looming in that seven eight spot, and the, and the winner gets the seven seed. But Anthony Davis has been sensational over over the last couple of uh, uh, over the last couple of weeks, and 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 since coming back from injury. And how about that game against Phoenix earlier in the week where he had. Over forty points, ten rebounds, of uh, five, uh, five assists, three steals, and three blocks. That that was just fantastic, and and so, uh, and, and so relieving for the Lakers to get their guys back and and ready to uh, ready to go for the playoffs. Uh, but there is still some work to be done. The Portland Trailblazers went into Utah and shocked the U- Utah Jazz, and I, I, I think that it's going to wind up being that that the Lakers will be, um, at, at the end of the day, left left out of the conversation for the, of uh, for the uh, uh, avoiding the playing tournament. So now the the Lakers have to have to look in, into playing Golden State Memphis or uh, uh, Golden State on uh, oh, next week and. I can't w- imagine LeBron against Steph Curry in a playing game. That's going to be a lot of fun. We also need to... Uh, the, the, the the last thing that needs to be decided is who else plays in the play-in tournament from the West. We know Memphis is locked in to either the 8 or the 9. They're going to play either San Antonio, who, uh, who lost to Brooklyn last night, or the Sacramento Kings, uh, who have uh, who have a huge game... Um, who have a huge game tonight against the Grizzlies, and uh, th- th- and essentially the season's over if if Sacramento does not win um, t- uh, tomorrow. So, so we're we're looking at at the playoff uh, at the playing field right now with the Lakers, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and the Spurs. And then in the East, I didn't touch on this uh, touch just a little bit, but we know the Celtics are locked into the play-in tournament. The the the, um, the Charlotte Hornets and the Indiana Pacers are tied for eighth in the conference. Although I, I would put more of my money on uh, on Charlotte if uh, if if the Pacers uh, can't can't get I uh, can't get the the field back together and he- and healthy. 
and then it's going to be it's more uh, more likely than not not official yet, but the Washington Wizards and, and Russell Westbrook are coming up as the tenth and final seed. I want to say something first about Russell Westbrook, and uh, and he he is just fantastic, and and the Wizards have been the hottest team in the NBA in the last four to six weeks. And, and they, they've been playing some outstanding basketball down the stretch. And but Russell Westbrook, uh, uh, we, we could talk about Westbrook's and, and, and his inability to win in the playoffs uh, so much. Uh, but the accolades, uh, the, how, how much you can carry a team. And uh, he won the MVP a few years ago uh, carrying o- Oklahoma City to the playoffs the year after Ke- Kevin Durant bolted OKC to join the uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Golden State Warriors. But but much is to be said about Russell Westbrook. He just surpassed Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles in a career in NBA history. That needs to be celebrated. I know, I know Washington lost a couple of of tough games this week, but but let let it not go unnoted here that Russell Westbrook it, it is it, you you can talk about talk about that he didn't win the championships as much as the other greats like Michael and and LeBron so uh, but by his contribution to the game and, and making triple doubles uh, look look sexy it is something that he's going to be um at the end of the day remembered for so Incredible job by Russell Westbrook, not only getting getting the Wizards into the play-in tournament, and I remember I I picked Washington preseason to uh, to make the playoffs, so I, I I suppose this counts as a win. But but anyway, that that's going to be a lot of fun. So I, I want to give you some uh, other other notes for uh, around sports, and I'm going to start in Major League Baseball and. The, the the Mets have been playing remarkably well. The Yankees have been playing remarkably well. How about the Chicago White Sox? They they, they are dominating opponents offensively. Uh, they they've been doing that all all season so far. They they just punked the uh, the Kansas City Royals over the weekend, and and now they do do the same thing this week against the Minnesota Twins. They they won. The, they they beat Minnesota thirteen to eight last night, and Andrew Vaughn, the, one of their top prospects, just hit his first career home run. I I I still think the White Sox are the team to beat in the American League because I I, I think that their their starting pitching, uh, their rotation is better than a team like the Yankees, and the lineup is is better than a team like the Rays or the Astros. Or even the Angels with with Trout, Otani, Upton, and Jared Walsh on on that side. So I I still think the White Sox are going to be an issue for the the American League. But but I also want to get into into one other thing, which which is which is going to be an anticipated lead up to the Preakness because uh, there are there are it's it is a field of ten and. Medina Spirit, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, tested positive for a performance-enhancing drug, and that 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 is something of controversy. And the Kentucky Derby winner, uh, after an agreement was reached to to allow uh, some additional testing for for Medina Spirit, for uh, that that that's what the um, Maryland Jockey Club said. So. 
so, so the Kentucky Derby winner will run in the Preakness. It is a field of 10 for, uh, for the 146th Preakness. And it is going to be very weird watching the Preakness on Saturday. For, for a whole variety of reasons. Uh, be, be, uh, because it, uh, not, not just because of, of Pimble, uh, uh, Not just because of Baffert, but... Uh, who, who else is on the field with... Uh, Mike Smith is is riding concert tour. His sta- uh, Medina Spirits tailmate. He's at five to two. Uh, uh, other other names on there are Midnight Bourbon at five to one, and and Crowded Trade with Javier Castellano is at ten to one. But I, I've I've always th- thought about this, and I I remember what uh uh, uh in, in about ten years ago there there, there were a couple of uh, uh, there were some horses uh, I remember Bodie Meister which was which was a Baffert trained horse that he he was a uh, he was a front runner in the Kentucky Derby before I'll have another uh, ran past him in in the last uh, furlong in the Kentucky Derby and then he was the front runner uh, he, uh, he 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 front ran most of the Preakness and Pimlico before I'll have another nipped him in the final 50 yards of that race so but i i think this is medina spirit's race to lose and this is something uh, we should not be taking with joy and jubilation but if you watch if you watch medina spirit run the kentucky derby that that it it doesn't happen often for for horses to go wire to wire in the kentucky derby unless of course they're trained by baffert i mean i cuz war emblem won the kentucky derby wire to wire in the uh, and then Ran over the field in the Preakness, and, and and Authentic did the same thing last year, denying Tis the Law the Triple Crown because uh, saying that because the Kentucky Derby was was ran second last season because of COVID. So I I I think Medina Spirit should absolutely positively take care of business here when you look at it for the the Preakness and and go to Belmont with. With a triple crown, uh, a triple crown hopeful in serious doubt, in serious jeopardy, that that that's going, to, that's going to be a, a major blow for uh, for uh, for the sport. And if there already was, because this uh, this thing is a really really bad look on Bob Baffert because because justify and I was at the justify Belmont three years ago, sitting in the stands watching him. Uh, run the triple crown, uh, front running the entire mile and a half uh, across, uh, around Belmont. Uh, but th- there's going to be a lot of serious doubts and questions about Medina Spirit if he wins the Preakness. I do think Medina Spirit's going to win the Preakness uh, because I because I, I, th- I think he he uh, he he. Uh, he He's perfect for the mile and three sixteenths. Not entirely sure about the mile and a half because I think he's uh, too front running uh, to go uh, to last a mile and a half. And and, and the way other trainers are uh, re- react and, and and prepare to take down the triple crown hopefuls. That's what happened in the past. So it's going to be very interesting to 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 see how how this horse racing situation unfolds. I'm looking forward to watch the Preakness though and watching an American Classic in Pimlico. That'll do it for this uh, this edition of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn. Remember to like, download, subscribe to this podcast so this way you're notified of whenever this podcast is is uploaded. 
we I'm going I am very excited about next week's podcast because we're going to have a very special guest with a lot of insight. I'm not going to reveal who yet at at the time of this recording, but but I will have an, I have a guest in next week's podcast. This is John Flynn saying so long, and I'll be back on the podcast next week. So long, everybody.